Welcome to the Four Drink Think Tank. We may not have actual credentials or any real expertise. In fact, we're not scientists at all. But with a questionable quantity of drinks in us and some raw brain power, we're ready to tackle the most complex mysteries of the universe. Grab your favorite libation, sit back, and prepare to witness the magic that can happen when two semi-sober pseudoscientists tackle the biggest questions of our time. Welcome to the Four Drink Think Tank. We are your hosts, drunk guy today, Kenny. Second drunk guy today, Chad. And we're out in the field right now. We're doing some field research to look at um, um, heavy alcohol intoxication in the wild. So we're we, at a local area event with lots of alcohol being consumed in campers. We are at a local country music festival, a three day long festival where the goal is to just drink and watch country music. And have fun. And we're here to interview people to understand how they might uh, have better cognitive states while on alcohol. Yes. So, with that, I think we'll grab our first guest for this interview. All right, we got our first guest here all the way from California. What is your name, sir? Tesla Tom. We got Tesla Tom here. I'm assuming that he drives a Tesla because he lives in California. That is a good assumption, yeah. Do you care about the environment, sir? I do, yeah. I think more people should care about this earth. Yeah, that is an accurate statement. What's your claim to fame, Tesla Tom? Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly famous, but uh, I, I come to WeFest to have a good time, and you guys are providing it. So, appreciate you guys. We're providing a good time. How are we going to do that? Are we taking shots? Is that what I heard? It is Fireball Friday, so if we're not doing Fireball, I don't know what we're doing. Uh, I think we can arrange that. I do believe we have a few Fireball shots. This is the four drink think tank, right? This is very true. Is this one of the drinks of the week? Well, the, the drinks of the... Would you prefer Fireball or vodka? Well, we're drinking vodka over here because we don't have unlimited Fireball. However, for you, sir. Fireball Friday. Hold on, buy us some time. I gotta get the cover off. Nah, we're good. So our first shot is two shots of vodka. Glug 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 Fireball. Let me get to mine here. It is indeed Friday, as we are reporting. It is approximately 4:20 in the afternoon. Exactly 4:20 in the afternoon. We are day subject Tom, and we are administering one fireball shot to his cognitive state. Cheers. 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 Warm vodka. Something about it, you know. See, the little shooters take a little bit longer to pour out than a shot glass. Absolutely. So it's a little bit more suffering. That's why I have the, we have these highly efficient four-drink think tank shot glasses around our neck. They've been ergonomically designed for um, fast consumption, and you can buy them at any local retailer. Patent pending. Patent pending. <laughs> I came unprepared for that. <laughs> of course. Anyways, back to the main interview here. So, what uh, what do you do, Tom? <clears throat> Uh, so I am a F-35 mission planner, and I work on software testing of different weapons, software, any capabilities that the F-35 can do. Uh, we just test new capabilities before it goes out to war, basically. That's awesome. So what's your background then? How did you get to this uh, role? Uh, I'm a pilot. I have a aviation degree, flew helicopters for a while, flew drones for a while. Airplanes for a while. Yeah. I've flown everything for a while. So Perfect just the pilot background as a helicopter flies over. Wow, that, America. That yeah. was loud. <laughs> so you can basically pilot just about anything that can fly at this point. 
Yeah, if it leaves the ground, I can fly it. Nice. <laughs> can you fly a space shuttle? Oh, yeah. That's a okay, so those are mostly just push and go, you know, one button touch. So, yeah, as far as I understand, they're just inputting code directly into the thing. Yeah, I mean, and there's no. Send there's not receiving. a lot of actual pilot skill there. You're not moving rudders or ailerons. Yeah, it's you're, all, it's you're all hitting a button, you. press go, and then monitoring the yeah. situation from there. So. You can make slight adjustments, I believe, if something changes. So yeah, we, we have confirmed that Tom can fly a space shuttle. Tom can, in fact, but it's all fly computerized at that point. And even like the the Global Hawk, the military's uh, reconnaissance drone. Even yes. at that level, you're still monitoring. You're mouse and keyboard flying the aircraft. It's doing its thing. You're just kind of clicking around like, you know, oh, I want it to go this way. Okay, click, click. It goes that way. It, a lot of the pilot skill has been taken out of today's technology. Would you compare it to a video game? I would, absolutely. There is a lot of trans transfer from video game nerd to drone pilot, right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you, have to have, yeah. Be, you have to be tech savvy to get into that. Yeah, if you're good on Microsoft Flight Simulator, you'll be a good drone pilot. I've seen Honestly, some... I've worked with a couple of ex-fighter pilots who are old and closer to retirement, yeah. who kind of struggle with the technology, right. and are yeah. they're, they're a little bit slower to picking up newer concepts. And yeah, you know, a kid fresh out of college who's played video games his whole life is gonna pick right up on it. I if think that you, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If you didn't pick up computer savvy skills during your developmental years, you're at a disadvantage immediately. That's what it sounds yeah. like. Well, that's going to be, you know, all jobs of the future, basically. Yeah. You just you got to be good at the computer stuff. The future is tech. So to clarify here, I think uh, Tom here is definitely a millennial based on age. Tom is a millennial. Tom is a millennial. So yeah. baby. Tom. He's a digital native, so he knows his uh, computer skills, but yes. Would you say that most of the people who do your sort of job are like video game connoisseurs on the outside or casual gamers? It seems like pilots in general are kind of the, uh, at least lately, <laughs> pilots have been more of the nerd archetype where like they're playing video games a lot more than <laughs> partying. Like at, at, in college, even at the aviation college, it's not a lot of pilots that are going out on the weekends. It was mostly the business majors or, you know. Can confirm. All the other, all the other majors other than pilots. So, that end in I mean, there are the pilots who do that, but it's, it's a little bit less, a little more isolated. But. Interesting. So the fighter pilot jock stereotype is kind of going away. I mean, those still exist. They're just not as common. And I'm sure those type of people fall into that placement of, like, you know, they're the ones who are going to go try to fly, fly the fighter jets and not necessarily the commercial airlines. And it's kind of as technology advances, even in these fighter jets, the jock stereotype kind of turns into a nerdy stereotype where you have to be more knowledgeable with the computer systems. So let me ask you this. Do you feel like the, the traditional stereotype, I'm going to say from the like 80s and 90s of the nerd and the jock, has sort of blended in the last few years because like... Let's be realistic here. If you are a jock, you probably still like to play video games, and if you're good at technology and you're coordinated, voila, you have the best of both worlds. Boom. And yeah. you're under six foot something. Right. Yeah, I think it can kind of be contributed to just the rise of video games in general, just technology across the board. I mean, more people are getting into it, and it's becoming less of a nerd thing and more of a oh my God, socially acceptable thing. Holy shit! Oh. 
<laughs> we'll get him on next. We got we had a random stranger walk by. We'll get him. Next. I think his name is Joe. We have a lot of Joes around here. We have a lot of Joes. Sorry to interrupt there. Yes. Well, back to this. So do, I, I do find you, this interesting because like, I feel like that the traditional stereotypes have sort of been blended lately. And mm. it's probably for the better because like that was the old world before the internet and technology. And now we've got mm. different situations. Well, if you look at video games, if you look at the numbers of, you know, how many subscribers or how many people bought in, you know, each new game release, like every year they're breaking new records. Yeah. Like... We're constantly updating, like, the most bought game of all time is now this game or, you know, whatever. So more people are getting into it. It's more socially acceptable. It's not really as bad as it was 20 years ago where it's like, you know, only nerds play video games. It's kind of just, it's kind of just everyone. So here's my question. So, What's your game of choice? Wow. Or, or game type of choice? It's wow. It's not. <laughs> right now I'm playing Diablo 4. Hey, I've that's been playing cool. that. I'm also playing this. That's, that's the new thing. Before that, a lot of Rocket League, a lot of Super Smash go. Bros. Rocket League is kind of a timeless game. Same with Smash Bros. It really, yep. yeah. And Smash Bros. They really are. Yeah, I, I play the timeless games until a new one comes out that kind of, right. like, all right, I got to play that one. You have a game that piques your interest for X amount of hours, say 100 hours, then you put it down and never pick it up again. Yeah, but I mean, if you get 100 hours out of a video right, game, you got your money's worth. Yeah, that's and value. $50 divided yeah. by 100 hours, like, that's, yeah. that's a good deal. I've spent money on a lot less intelligent things. Yes. Yeah, per dollar, video games are great. Returned great investment in entertainment. We'll have to yeah. query some Gen Z's on what their uh, video We game have a Gen Z interview. Well, we'll get them up next. Yes. We have a queue right now. We're very popular. Any so, final thoughts from Tesla Tom here? Well, I feel like I got one big question is, uh, you know, you're deep in the deep state government thing. Where are the aliens? Everyone wants to know. My first response is, that's classified. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> but in all reality, they're among us. We just have to be told about it, you know. Based on the Senate hearings, I think. Based on yeah, based on our most recent findings of the Senate hearings, they're probably out there. We probably talked to them, but who knows? Even when they start, you know, telling us like, yeah, this is real, it's still gonna be okay. Conspiracy theory guy, I don't know if I believe you. You know, it's just a big ruse at this point. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, here, folks. I heard it here first. Thank Until I'm having a four-drink think tank with these aliens, I don't know if I believe them. Hey, we'll have to get an alien on if we can find if one. If you could. <laughs> that would That's what it would take for me to believe. We will uh, bring it up at the next business meeting, and we will send a runner to pick up this alien. That's perfect. Get him on the pod. Well, thank you, Tesla Tom. You've been a wonderful guest. It's great to be here. Thank you, guys. You bet. We appreciate you. All right, so we had another passerby join us, and we hear his name is Gen Z Joe. Gen Z Joe. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Welcome, Gen Z Joe. Well, thank you for having me on, boys. Appreciate what's your it. What's your claim to fame, Gen Z Joe? Uh, well, you know, um, I tried to walk into WeFest through a slew one time, but I, I didn't make it all the way. That's, that's my claim it. to fame. Interesting. Well, what do you do? What's your What's your living? What do you do uh, for the grind? I'm actually a farmer. Yeah, I'm a you farmer. farm? Okay. Yeah. What do you farm mostly? Um, so my crop this year is soybeans. Um, I farm with my dad though, so he also grows uh, corn and wheat. So it's uh, it's a little bit of a mix. It's uh, it's fun though. So you got a multi generational farm going on here. All right, Joe. So sounds like you're in the uh, position of transitioning 
ownership of the farm, is, or at least control and operation, is that true? Yeah, that's kind of the idea. So um, I'm still pretty young. I'm, I'm just 22, and my dad is uh, 50 now. So. Um, Oh, he's got plenty of years left. Yeah, he, he's not going anywhere. And you're Taylor Swift's age, so it's perfect. Yeah, it's uh, Taylor Swift. I don't know about years, you. So. I'm feeling 22. Me too, man. I do feel 22 most of the time. It's about feeling young, mentally. Mentally and physically young. That's the key, the physically young. That's important, especially yep. as a farmer. Well, How's your body doing so far? Uh, well, it's not broken, which um, some farmers are, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still doing okay. Proper posture, proper... Yep diet and exercise lift, lift with your legs not your back yeah that's so, that kind of thing i mean so. yeah that's important right yeah so let me ask you this what's your favorite piece of equipment to run my mm. favorite um well like um run digger is pretty easy um not, not a lot of stress there. uh cultivator so cultivator. so what's that um do? in the spring uh that kind of that'll uh prepare the uh the seed bed for um before we plant um, our seed, um, it'll prepare the seed bed to kind of make it nice and flat to do that. And so does it look like some discs, or what does that look like? No, it's actually um, a bunch of different uh, shovels. It looks like so. Um, it's kind you of an shovels a, behind a tractor. Yeah, kind of. So um, interesting. It's a, like a like a V shape, um, if you can picture that, hooked up to uh, a piece of iron that goes up. Um, to a uh, piece of equipment, and there's like a like probably like 30 different of these V shapes that it digs under the ground, and it lays out the uh, the ground nice and even uh, for us to to plant. And um, actually, in the winter time, we also kind of do the same thing, um, just to break up the soil um, so it dries out nice in the spring. So, so what time do you do that in the winter? Well, uh, after after harvest, so for wheat, it's not quite as uh, urgent of a task because um, there's a little more time. But um, for corn and soybeans, it's, it's uh, right after we harvest usually because we, we want to get that done before it freezes. So, are these practices that showed up after uh, you know the Dust Bowl, Great Depression era, or where does this all come from? What's yeah, the behind it? Right. So um, farming has changed a lot since then. So. Um, we used to have stuff like um, mulberry plows that just like turn the dirt right over um, on top of itself. Yes. And um, uh, what would happen is uh, wind would come up on the Great Plains and it would it would blow our topsoil away. So we were, we were losing topsoil. Okay. And uh, then since then um, farming practices farming practices have changed. So uh, we have things like shelter belts now. We have like different kinds of tillage so it's not just turning the dirt over we, we mix in um, residues from from corn and um, other crops to so it doesn't blow away so bad some nutrients in and yeah right I mean yeah. we have some of the new nutri most nutrient dense topsoil in the Midwest in the Midwest absolutely yeah we have some of the best soil in the world we're just uh, we're a little bit limited by our um, number of growing days and our amount of rainfall right. but some of the best soil in the world one of the interesting things that I have read recently is that as, uh, as the planet warms a little bit, actually the Midwest is in a good position to have a longer growing season because you get more moisture. Some of it's from the Pacific, some of it's from like the Gulf, it comes up. So it's actually kind of interesting, like it may be better for us in the future growing here in North America as I guess the rest of the world suffers. Yeah, us up in North Dakota, I mean we have plenty of cold days already. so. Um 
as uh, I guess as the the world warms, we get a few more. Uh, it's called growth degree days. There's a whole formula for it actually, but um, we get more growth degree days, meaning we can produce more bushels of soybeans or wheat or flax or whatever we're growing, and um, we might get a maybe. Hopefully, we can get a couple more inches of rainfall and maybe uh, grow some corn like they have down in Iowa at some point. Hell yeah. So, yeah, it's a goal. I mean, I have a question for you. Shoot. From my understanding, it sounds like uh, farming in general in this day and age is getting more and more technical, a lot more science-based. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, I think uh, as we've gone on, um, so like, talk about the Homestead Act. Back in the 30s? Yeah, well, much before then, actually. Okay. Talking about maybe like more like 1870s, 1880s. Oh, shit, way back. People could just like grab a quarter section of land and try and farm that. And um, as time's gone on, farms have gotten bigger. And now like quarter section, that's not really a farmer anymore. Right. Everyone farms like at least seven, 800 acres. So all the uh, quote unquote dumb dirt farmers, they've kind of died out. Right. So, um, guys who have uh, been a little smarter and can uh, produce a couple more bushels, they I feel like they've kind of survived and um, that's the farmers we have today. So, Right, yeah, it's not, I mean the stereotype is a farmer is not intelligent, but the reality is that you have to be very intelligent to be a successful farmer. Yeah, right. Have, uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, have you ever seen the video for um, Amarillo Sky? Yes, yes. So, like, uh, at the beginning, it's a bunch of just, uh, like, kind of pretty dumb-looking farmers. Yeah, And right. they talk about, like, oh, the farm is my family for four generations. Right. And, you know, I left, yes. but I had to come back. Yeah. Like, that whole thing. Um, yeah, like, there's there's some truth to that. Like, we're, we're family farmers and that kind of thing. Like, some of us are. Right. Um, but I, I feel like that portrays farmers as, like, kind of dumb and like we can't fend for ourselves like right. I, I feel like farmers like we we do well for ourselves we have subsidies but I don't know I, I'm proud of what we do this is a I mean I'm glad we interviewed this gentleman this is a very insightful conversation about farming I mean the stereotype is farmers are unintelligent the reality is that actually there's a lot that goes into farming you can't just be Joe Schmo off the street, you know? You gotta know what you're doing. I, there's a science to it. There is a, there's absolutely a science to it. There is. Um, shot that, for the farmers? Shot, to, shot the farmers. for the farmers. All right, Cheers. drink up. Ooh, Woo. That's good stuff. Very good. As Luke Bryan said. <laughs> I'm sorry. This man has <laughs> had a few drinks, I think. He may be in the cognitive buzz zone. So or drink shot zone. Rain makes corn, corn makes whiskey. Whiskey make, makes my baby feel a little frisky. Oh. <laughs> that was good. wise words to end on. Thank the farmers for all your beers and yep. whiskeys. That's right. And vodkas. That's Hell right. Yeah. And almost all alcohol in general. Generally, yes. Except those grape farmers. That's a whole different type of farming. That is. Maybe we'll find somebody from uh, one of those uh, continents. A vineyard? Yeah, a vineyard. We'll see who comes Actually, by. Actually, I, I heard a rumor that there's a guy down the road. Should we go see if we can find him? Maybe we'll find him later. Yeah. Any closing comments? Uh, thanks for having me on. I uh, just uh, 
keep sporting farmers. Um, yeah, we'll keep drinking fireball. That'll work. Too. Absolutely, support fireball. your farmers. Well, thanks for joining us, and happy Wee Fest. All right, so next up here, I think we have our uh, next guest here. It's uh, Taylor, right? Yes. Your claim to fame is being Gen Z. Is yes, that what we it got? Is. Yep. Yes, it is. So, what do you do, Taylor? Um, I'm a lifeguard and a bartender. Well, actually, I work at a golf course, but it's both lifeguard and Creeksbend golf course. So, are you saving people who put their balls in the pond? Is that what happens? Or, like, what is this? <laughs> um, it's more of like a day camp. So, we have like different sessions throughout the day with like little kids. So, I just sit and watch them. Or I go down to like the marina, which is like a lake, which is like where I help out with canoes and stuff. So, that's basically it. But otherwise, I don't really have to save kids because they can swim. Yeah, mo most kids can swim already. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's that instinct there, I think, right? Yeah. Otherwise, we put them in life jackets. Okay. My number one question: Have you had to have you had to save a kid yet? The only thing I've had to do is either reach like from the wall and grab somebody, or like put my tube out. Otherwise, I have not had to actually jump in and save anyone. Thankfully, not yet. I'm, I'm actually very happy to hear that. Right. Yeah. What would be your tip to parents? Like, if you're gonna say like, don't do this with your kids. Or do this with your kids, like. Uh, I don't really know, cause it's like a lot of like parents don't come to it. It's like just kids, but like trust that like if you know your kid's not a good swimmer, keep them in like a shallow area, even if they are with you. And then even yeah. if they say, oh, they can touch, but like the water is up to like their ears, like don't have them swim there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like if you know your kid's not gonna be a strong swimmer, then don't do that. That's fair. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the kids need lessons, at least learn how to swim before... I also, I also teach me lessons, too. Okay. Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely make sure your kids can swim before throwing them in the deep end. Exactly. Yeah. Or trusting that your swim teacher can actually, like, do their stuff. Like, the swim teacher is a teacher for a reason, so I hate it when parents get, like, annoyed with us for no reason. Right, like you know what you're doing. Exactly. You got this. Is that because I was trained you for failed it. the kid, right? Is that what I've happens? had to fail a few kids before. Sometimes I get kids that are like good at what they're doing, but they're like not tall enough or strong enough to be able to continue right. yeah. on. Yeah. Like treading water is the hardest thing. Which I mean, yeah, that's no fault on them. Maybe they just need to grow up a little bit. Get yeah, a little hit more that growth speed up. You know? That's basically what we tell them. Yeah. A lot of parents get a little upset, but then it, once we explain it to them, they're like a little bit more nicer about it. Otherwise, right, like. If I was that parent, I would say, oh, I mean, yeah, little Johnny or whatever isn't strong enough. I mean, next year, next year he's got this. We'll send him back next year. Yep. He'll get it for sure. Tell him to keep working. We usually, like, yeah. give him, like, a positive saying, like, oh, Johnny did really good with, like, front yeah. crawl, but they're struggling with treading water. So, like, just keep practicing that whenever you go to the pool or something like that. Right. That's that. You gotta give a positive, negative, and then end with a positive. Yes, the yep. sandwich. Yep. Yes. It works. It really does it work. It really, really yes. does. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So to pivot a little bit, uh, uh, rumor has it that you're somewhat trendy. Do you want to tell us about the trends that are uh, coming up in fashion and maybe music? Well, especially with like females, like the trends would be like crop top tank tops or crop like... Crop top tank tops. They are comfortable. They really are. Yeah. Because otherwise, like, you're wearing a big, like, t-shirt and you get hot and sweaty. Yeah. But then, like, the other trends is, like, the big shirts with, like, the biker shorts yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, Kind of bringing absolutely. back that style. Absolutely. And then the slick back ponies, I would say, for females. Because, like, it helps when you have greasy hair. So, like, it just, you get away with it. Like, the middle sure. part with the yeah. slick back pony. Music-wise, I would feel like, 
I listen to mostly just country, if I'm being honest, but I know a lot of people like their rap and like their Post Malone. What do you feel like is a good blend of rap and country? Because I feel like that's a genre that like people have dabbled in, but they haven't mm-hmm. quite nailed, right? Or at least it hasn't like taken off. Uh, I don't really know because I well, mostly I don't really, I don't I'm not a big rap person. I'll listen to like everything else but rap. Sure. But I'll say tonight the MC for the night apparently or no that's tomorrow night sorry is Cowboy Troy. Ah uh, yes. And he is a rap country guy kind of. So he's got like a little bit of a mix of both. Yeah, he's got the experience for sure. Right. So, so to that's... pivot a little bit back to fashion, so. <laughs> So, uh, biker shorts for females. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, short shorts, right? Oh, yeah, the jorts. Yes. The jorts or like the Gymshark shorts. Those tend to be like usually yes. on the shorter side, but they're like really popular with yeah. people. I noticed that. I mean, years ago it was below the knee shorts. Mm-hmm. Now it's above. above the knee. Absolutely above the and knee. And it's a lot of the Gymshark yeah. or anything yeah. that's like mostly comparable, like the, the breathable athlete. material. The athleisure. Mm-hmm. Athleisure, right? Do you feel like that benefits a person that, uh, you know, runs or does leg day? Yeah, I feel like that's how they kind of show off their legs. Do you do leg day? Um, ah, <laughs> no, but I was tired. a gymnast, so. Okay, so, well, all right, that's fair. So you did do leg day. At some point, yeah. Unconventional. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yep. Right. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. What other wisdom do you have for us, Taylor? Wisdom as in, like, so, trends and so stuff So, like, still? you're the Gen Z. Tell uh, the older generations what you feel like they need to know about you. Oh, okay. Well, something to know about Gen Z's is that, yeah, we have more technology than what most people had back in their days. Yes. And not, we're not completely stupid. Sure. We are not completely all full of electronics and stuff. We look at, like, the newer generation and be like, wow, I remember not having a phone until I was, like, 13, and now there's, like, an 8-year-old that has a phone. <laughs> like, we see that, we know that, we acknowledge that. But yeah. we're still, we're a mix of both not having technology of like Barbies and playing with like the old fake phones. And then we also know the technology of the newer stuff. So it's like, we're yeah. not completely stupid and we actually know what we're doing. Right. Ish. Uh, it's, it can be said that the generation after you, cause you are in the generation that didn't, technology existed before you. Mm-hmm. The generation after you, technolo- technology exists existed sorry tongue twister it's like the, what they're gonna know for their yeah, whole life right. yeah technology exactly. has existed for a while before they were born yeah you know and it's hard because like so many parents are like oh my kids being like they want attention oh go play on your ipad yeah yeah. and well, like for us we have to play, our, oh, like, play with that's ourselves a, figure out what to do that's an hour-long conversation in itself <laughs> exactly well, the, the digital yeah. pacifier right yes that's yep. What it is. yep so let me ask you this like let's say you had some kids in the future how would you treat them with digital pacifiers would you be less inclined to throw them an ipad or more inclined to throw them an ipad less inclined because i remember like i want to entertain myself sure like when i went to a restaurant i wouldn't ask my parents being like oh can i go on your phone or something like that like i would ask my mom for a pen and i would color it on a napkin like sure. finding yes. myself how to entertain yes. like self-entertain not to mention that it makes our lives easier as like as a, if you become a parent and it's it's better Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt, but it's yeah, better yeah. for the imagination. Yeah, not like to mention your self-imagination. That. Exactly. Instead of watching or playing games, watching images on a mm-hmm. cellular device or a tablet, whatever, you're self-imaginating. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to that. Not to mention, it's like you don't need to always be entertained. Like no. you can figure right. it out yourselves. Not to mention, if I feel like the people with the iPads. Like their parents are constantly involved, they always want attention and stuff. Yeah, if the kid can absolutely. figure out how to like play by themselves, then the parents can have like more time to like 
relax and just watch thing. them play because right. they can figure it out themselves. Yeah. So this is interesting because this seems like a trend with like the millennials and Gen mm -hmm. Z, whereas maybe previous generations seem quicker for the digital pacifier. Yeah. So hopefully our generations have figured that out. Hopefully. But. And I really hope that like Gen Z will also like, because I all say now like, oh, I'm, my kids are never going to have a phone until like they're 13. But like, right. I hope that doesn't turn around and they actually do get a phone like when they're like nine, eight. Right. Like I had a flip phone when I was 12 because only I had like danced with gymnastics so much that like my parents did forget me a few times because they were busy. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't get an iPhone until I was like 13, 14. Sure. Well, if it makes us feel all better, um, it go, if you go back 2,000 years, there are Romans complaining about the previous generation being, you know, too stubborn, and then that generation mm -hmm. is complaining about the kids being too spoiled. So yeah. I feel like it's like a timeless thing and. There's yeah, always going to be complaint at some point. Yeah. yeah, the previous generation, you have complaints for, and they have complaints for the newest generation. Yep. There's always that doesn't change. a constant complaint. I guess. The way of life. Well, Taylor, do you have any uh, closing words for us or wisdom you want to leave us with? Have fun, live life. You only live once, but be smart while doing it. So yes. YOLO. Yep. Ah. Would, would you like a shot with us or no? Yeah. Um, we have to take four shots throughout this podcast. You don't have to be one of them. But you should be. But it's a I shouldn't. There we go. There's but I will. All right. Only because this is going to be the one. Shot Even though I just three. gave the wisdom of we're being smart. If you would like, we also have waters and Gatorades to offer you. I will take the water and Gatorade after. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Cheers. 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 Thank you very much for that. Oops. Sorry. Spill the little. For that input. Oh, that was disgusting. All right, so we have our next guest here. Uh, tell us your name. Where are you from? Uh, I'm Karel Beskup. Okay. I'm from Czech Republic, from Europe. And what's your claim to frame? Why are you here? Fame. Uh, I'm here to get back together with my friends. Okay. Which are from here. I've, since I've been studying here, so it's just like getting back together with my friends. So you're a foreign exchange student then? Originally? Used to be, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're from the Czech Republic. Uh, what brought you here originally? Or like, when did you come here originally, I guess? Oh, uh, I came here, was it two years ago? Okay. I think it was two years ago. And how the foreign exchange student works like, you sign up for it and they'll place you wherever they find a family for you. Okay. Like so the family that likes you. You don't have a choice where you go? You somewhat can pay extra for getting placed at like, California, oh, Florida and shit. That seems ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I paid for it, obviously, because I didn't, I didn't want to fucking stay here. But <laughs> oh, no. the point is that I paid for it. But if they, they like, it's not like that you pay for it, you'll get placed there. You pay for it and there's a bigger chance for you to get placed there. So they offer you first to people from those countries. And then they're like, oh, shit, we didn't find shit. And then they like move you and they like offer you to all around the Minnesota, uh, like United States. And then they place you somewhere. So, so you got stuck in Minnesota? Is that what happened? Basically. Uh, <laughs> so what did you think of that then? I mean, Was it all bad? To be honest, it wasn't really that bad for sunny year because I'm used to like having four like spring, summer, winter and all seasons. that. Yeah. It's yeah. not bad. But if I compared what I wanted, I actually, I was at the fucking bus station and I got an email like saying, oh, you're 
you've got plays in the family. And I was like reading it as a fucking two horses, four goats. Like, God damn it. <laughs> like, fucking out. Okay, I'm living on a farm. Sure. Is it going to be in Florida? And I searched up the address on Google Maps and I saw Minnesota and I was like, shit. All I wanted from the exchange program was to be at the like sea, ocean. Sure. Just like to, because it's most of people take it as you're somewhere for a year, take it as a vacation. Yeah. But what I took it as from somewhere like that, but as well, I want to learn, learn more English, get more fluent in it. And at yep. the same time, I wanted to like have a great time. It's not bad to be in Minnesota since many lakes and like whatever. A lot of lakes. But it's at the same time, it's just like, it made me disappointed when I learned that, oh shit, I'm in Minnesota. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Well, Mid middle of the fucking continent. And it gets cold. But at the same time, sure, because I have great like exchange parents. So it's absolutely fucking amazing. So, so let's talk about that. Good and bad of Minnesota or where you ended up, right? Good and bad? Yeah. People what was talk, good? What was good bad? Okay, well, people people here in Minnesota talk shit. Well, but when they talk shit, they can't stand behind it. <laughs> <laughs> so some someone's going to tell your friend, oh, your friend is a dickhead. And their friend is you. You're not from here. At that point, you're like, oh, sure, whatever. Like, what can I do with it? Here's a pussy that he's not coming for you. <laughs> but in Europe, how it works, if you would walk up to me and you're like, hey, you're a pussy, that's fair. If you take it in a like, normal approach, you say, hey, I don't find good that you said that and that and that. Yeah. And I would talk normally to him. But if you would walk up to me, it's like, hey, you fucking piece of shit. And I was like, the fuck you mean? Yeah. And then there's a fight going on. That's right. how in Europe. People in Europe are not scared to press people. Right. And press, that means fighting and a lot more beyond. We don't yeah. draw guns and knives. It's fight. It's yeah. like fist fight, all that. Fist. Yeah, fist on fist. That's yeah. how it should be everywhere. Yeah. You have yeah. a problem? Don't draw a gun. You're a pussy or what? Right. Just draw your fucking yeah. fist. Yeah. So what are you actually about? Right. You draw a gun, you're a pussy. Have you shot a gun yet? I shot a lot of guns. What'd but you not anyone. Well, I, well not, not. Yeah, not anyone. Not any of shoot anybody. <laughs> we have a think? felon interviewer, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's okay. nice to do, but it's like, I can't imagine shooting someone over telling me I'm a dickhead or for pushing me. No, right. that seems... Very, very dramatic. What I what I heard, but that's that's, that's over like, the top. That's, this isn't Chicago. That's what Let's it is. Clear. Chicago, okay. Some I'm places, not gonna say yes. what I mean about that, Absolutely. but I I understand that. But you ugly. Uh, <laughs> what I what I think what I think about that. Shoot shoot guns. Sure, you have to have an approach to the guns. Yeah. To enjoy it, but like if you're like out of everything, it's like. Do you want to shoot guns? No. Okay, I understand that. But even though I'm from Europe city, like capital city, sure. it's like, sure, whatever. I want to shoot guns. It's yeah. fun to do, at least for me. Everyone yeah. want to try shoot guns. Yeah. But I mean, it depends if you like it afterwards or not. I think a big part of shooting guns is like learning the discipline with guns, learning how to exactly. handle them yeah. properly. How to hold them, how yeah. to shoot them, how to stand. Yeah. 
right. all that. Like, if you don't know how to shoot a gun, you should not be shooting a gun. Exactly. So the only way to learn how is. But a lot of them want to be motherfucking hood fuckers. Well, shoot guns. They're like, oh the fuck. Uh, yeah. They may sideways. Yeah. They'll shoot your wife before they shoot you. They're not aiming at your wife. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, gonna, exactly. They don't aim at for, oh, for your so. wife, but they'll shoot you first. Yeah, I think the proper way to shoot guns. I mean, learn how to shoot them properly. So that I mean, ideally, you never have to shoot a gun in your life. That's the perfect world. You yeah. never have to shoot a gun. Yeah. But if you ever did have to shoot one, I mean, it's better to know how, at least, how to handle it safely. Exactly. That's how what to, I think. Yeah, sure. How to safely handle it. So yeah, yeah. So, that's I'm 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 completely for it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's roll with that theme a little bit. So. Um, good and bad of what you've seen between like Europe and the US what do each do good they have each do bad like, very, like where's a good contrast well, okay well should I should I do it like I mean they have very different wise or should I should know? I do it like like not not who wise like slang wise like what you actually do not what you taught to be to be doing what they, what what they actually, actually do. do yeah what we try to do okay so as I as I mentioned earlier it's actually like people here are more fake than Europe fake because if someone's talking shit about you, you go and ask them about it. Someone that you would guys right. say here, it's like press them. Sure. Okay. There it's called like confrontation. Yeah. You yeah. go there, it's like, hey, did you say that shit about me? It's like, yeah, I did. What you gonna know about it? Yeah. yeah. Like, let's go outside or talk about it like differently. Right. But mostly what I really like was sad about is as I was studying here, I kind of saw that pe- there's somewhat no friendship here. In, at least in Europe, it works most of the times. Is if I would go over with a girl, it, it's a big difference. If it's a hookup or if it's a relationship, here guys don't give a shit. Right. If sure. I would have a friend and I would be Minnesotan or American Minnesotan, I would say, because I was only from here. Mm-hmm. If my friend would have a girlfriend, it would be somewhat not as bad. To go for his ex-girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. But Interesting. What yeah. it is in Europe? What it is in Europe is once my buddy, my friend, has a girlfriend or a girl that he felt a different way about, I wouldn't go for that girl. That girl is up. Well, she can be as hard as she can, but yeah. the girl is off my list. There is a saying for that here. It's the bro code that you're not supposed to break the bro code. I mean. If, yeah, yeah. If your friend dates a girl, you're breaking the bro code if you yeah. also see that girl, sleep with that girl. Exactly. I mean, there's but, a code there. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that break that code. I understand the bro code. That's basically what you call it back in Europe, somewhat. But in Europe, it sounds like it's a What's little more... What's your term for it? It's a little uh, more... I don't know the native term. It's uh, a little more strict, it sounds like. I want to say if an, we have a, like a term for that, it's just like, if you do it, you get your ass beaten up, <laughs> yeah. and you yeah. pussy ass, motherfucking looking, host fucking piece of shit. I mean, that's actually what you are. You're the worst what you can be. Yeah. Here, okay, sure. It's basically the same shit. Bro code, okay. Then, Here and there, but there, it's taken more seriously. Yeah. You really don't do that shit. Yeah. Here, you're like, but she's you're really like, hard. Oh, no, don't fuck yourself. I'm so I'll sorry. Your fucking face. You, oh, I'm sorry. So I accidentally. Here would be my question then. Do you think it has to do with the the uh, apps for the phone, right? It's like Tinder, Ooh. Bumble, like are those so helping that here? Like is that why that's more like acceptable? Are dating not? apps a big thing there? It yeah. is. 
Everybody in the world is the same shit. Okay. We got like different different ones. We have Tinder is worldwide, but the same thing with different same worlds. Thing, and, uh, Bumble here. Yeah. We have Badu here. Okay. Badu that. But it's just like, it's. I wouldn't say it's helping it or not. It's just like really how you got set it up in your head. Yeah. You see, in here, in high school. Let's say in high school. Okay. In high school, if you one of you would have five bodies, you would fuck five girls. You'd yeah. be called a fucking homemaker or whatever that. Sure. If you got five bodies, whatever bodies you got in Europe, no one gives a shit. Yeah. No one gives a shit. Cause why? You can you can have it. You can be that type of a piece of shit that goes in the fucking nose and vote. Oh, Cassidy, fucking. Katie and shit. <laughs> yeah, Get yeah. it all sit down. Yeah. No one gives a shit there. Or most of the people. There sure. are some people that way that put it down their nose and they're like, oh, I got this one, this one, this one. Got to count it up. I don't count them. It's not that I don't count them and I wanted to sleep with as many as many women and I want to. It's just like, do I have a physical need to have sex? Sure. Everyone else has. Sure. You do. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Fucking all women do. All guys do. But right. that's the that's the problem. I'm taking it as a physical need. If I sleep with a woman, I don't kind of as like, oh yeah, I fuck so many bitches. No, sure. I sleep with a woman, and it's like I pleasured. It's not. I pleasure what I needed to. It's not more. It, it's not a bragging opportunity. Yeah. Well, and that I suppose that lends back to like uh, in America the the puritanical sort of like views that we have oh, yeah, here, yeah. right? Like yeah. In Europe, you, yeah. you tend to be more relaxed about it. Yeah, yeah and like absolutely. all the sex life is like, you can freely talk about it. Right. Here you can, here you say penis and half of the fucking piece of <laughs> shit is gonna start like, exactly. Right. Half of the pieces gotta start laughing. For what? Yeah. But it's just like, as well, what it reminds me of is a lot of people here are circumcised. I bet both of you are. Bet. Well, on the table. Well, ah. can I confirm nor deny? You, you can just confirm it. Confirm or deny, whatever it is. I, I am not. Okay, most of the people here are. Yeah, I am that. not, and okay. I'm happy for that. Yeah, sure. In Europe, it's not okay. it, It's not normal to get circumcised. Oh, and so what I heard here, it's normal to get circumcised when you like infant, right, yeah. basically. You don't have a choice at yeah. that point. It's yeah. It's, it's just normal. So what you do? It's everybody does it. But at the same time, in Europe, you don't, you don't like get circumcised. You don't. Some some family I'm do actually that. very happy to hear that. But <laughs> what the point is is when you're circumcised in Europe, they're gonna call you a fucking Jew. A Jew. <laughs> well, what no. does that mean? What does that and mean? And we just got canceled. What folks. does that mean? Jews get circumcised. Right. Yeah. They do. That's part of their. their you know how thing. how. Yes. how how na- do you know Go how on. Nazis get how Nazis like got to know that you're Jewish yeah. when they were about to kill you? It was like okay, you were bullying whatever. Sure. If you admitted that you're a Jew, sure they will kill you. But if they didn't admit it because they wanted to live, a big thing was for German soldiers to so to like actually like search your penis. If you were circumcised, oh. you were a fucking Jew. Okay, and yeah. At that point, they will kill you. So most so, Americans would have died. Yes. Most basically. Americans would have been. Basically. Yeah. They're but it's Jews. just like they were searching for it because they know in Europe it's not oh not, not I wouldn't say not okay, but it's not normal right. to get circumcised. Sure. And yeah. if you get circumcised and like if you tell someone in 
in Europe, Czech, whatever, they'll tell you that you're fucking Jew. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. They tell you, you're fucking Jew. Fuck you. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah. just, just to get comp- comprehend on that, here, everyone takes shit too seriously. Like a girl. I have I girl, have absolutely heard that from Europe to America. That's girl asked the me here, do I look stupid? Yes. <laughs> and she got so offended, like, oh my god, the fuck? Yeah. I look stupid. I was like, yeah, you do. Yeah. You might not be stupid, but you look stupid. Sure. And there's a big difference between those. Yeah. People here are not honest. They're not. No. They say whatever you like to no. hear. In Europe, they don't give a shit. Most of the people. Yeah. Girls are most everywhere the same. They talk shit, they fake, okay. Sure. But you heard it here those first. are those yeah. are females somewhat. Right. You can relate. But guys mostly girls mostly here are like, oh my god the fuck did you not call me that? No. Yeah. It's just like Yeah. Alright, so let's let's bring this one home here. We got our shot. We got our final like uh, salutation here. Hey. Um what <laughs> You're Last bit of it, advice here. What, okay. what do you want to give a, advice to uh, Americans and advice Czechs not here? to be as emotional and for the Czechs and for the Czechs. Mrdejte kurvy děvky zasraný. And that's all you can. And to that, cheers. Beautiful. I I thank you. Yeah, that was hey, fun. Thank you. Good input. Yeah, it looks like we have our next guest here. Uh, why don't you tell us your name? Ellie Skaya. What's your claim to fame, Ellie? Uh, I play hockey at St. Kate's. I'm a sophomore there. Uh, I grew up in New Prague, small town. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, what are you going to school for? Nursing. Nursing. Pediatrics. What kind? So, why pediatrics? I love kids. I currently I work in a nursing home. But on the side, I work for a little girl. She has trisomy 18. Um, they told her that she would die right away. Right away at birth, they told her that she would die, but she just turned seven probably like a week ago. So yeah, I work for her. She's the cutest little girl. And any anywhere you go, you'd say like, trisomy 18, you die right away. Mm-hmm. But I'm like there to be like, no, that's actually wrong because sure. I, I work for a little girl. She's seven, so yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's really fun to work with her. She she ner- she learns new things every day. Yeah, that's, to like, yeah. that's beautiful. I mean, that's... It's, she's super cute. That sounds amazing. Yeah. She she does learn new stuff every day. And, and she doesn't talk, but she has her own personality. She has her own way of talking to us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. she's super cute. So as like a nursing student, I kind of want to know, do you feel like you have a little bit of an intuition of like people, like you can kind of feel what they're feeling and like you know like, oh, something's not right here or like, you know, ah. This guy needs some water. Yeah, right. 100%. You learn to know them. You know what they're like. You learn people. After like, I just started a nursing home last week or two weeks ago. And you, you learn to know them the day of. You know that they're gonna ask for you every second of the day. You know that they're just gonna be on their own. If they're on their own and they, they pull that call light, you know that that's something wrong with them. Yeah. I just had a girl on the other day, she pulled the call light and she's never done that before. So she pulled that call light and we knew something was wrong right away. 
So we went there. There was three of us there right away. So yeah, you, you learn to know them immediately. You know what they're like. But yeah, it's super easy to like get to know them, especially geriatrics. Yeah. You know what they need. You know what they right. like. Yeah. They like ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you bribe you bribe them with ice cream. You're like, just go to dinner, and they like ice cream. They're like, oh, okay, let's go. But they, they a lot of them have um, dementia. Yeah. So it's super hard to get them ready for the day. But once you 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 gotta have to sweet talk them, and once they get to know you, they'll they'll have a sweet spot sweet spot for you, and it'll be easy for you to care for them. Yeah, I used to. I actually used to work in the uh, caring environment there. I was a CNA for a long time yeah. in a nursing home, and I mean, I worked in uh, both like long-term care and I worked in the dementia. Yep, I work in a branch, care center. And yeah, yep. I mean, it's hard to dementia, work for them. Yeah, the dementia department—that's an entirely it's, new ball game. It's I mean, hard, but it's brand at the new. same time if you get to know them, you yeah. you have a sweet spot sweet spot for them. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all just human connection. 100%. Human connection. You're yep. just it's, you're just trying to help them and you're trying to portray it, you're trying to show them that you're just trying you're just there yeah. to help them. And it makes you feel good at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. You know that you help so many people at the end of the day. Yes. I I work 8 hours a day. Yeah. And I leave knowing that I've helped so many people. You definitely help somebody. It's yes. so easy to just feel Absolutely. good about yourself after. Yeah. yeah. No, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'd, I'd like to go into pediatrics. But you have to start somewhere. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. CNA, they'll hire you at a nursing home. Oh, it's and a... I, yeah. It's an endless job. You can get hired oh, always. That's so. why I wanted to go into nursing because nowadays, like, stuff just gets cut off. You don't know where you're going to go after a certain point. Yeah. But you'll always need a nurse. Always. You'll always need someone. Always, yeah. And that's why I want to go into that because it's an endless need. You don't know where you're going to go after that. But I, I, I want to go into pediatrics, but at the same time, no matter where I go, I know that I'm helping someone. And that's just what I want. I've always been that way. Absolutely. I mean, I have so many siblings, and I just, I have a big family. That's your purpose in life. It, it, help people. Yeah, I just want to help people. Yeah. Be whatever they can be, no matter if they're 90 year olds or yeah. five year olds. I just, there's so many people that I just want to help out. No, that's beautiful. That's the one of the best purposes in life, right yeah. there. Is just helping people. Honestly. My mom always called me her sunshine child, so yeah. I just try and help out people wherever I can. <laughs> yeah, oh, love that. Yeah. <laughs> so to pivot a little bit, uh, you said you did some athletics. You did hockey. What do you have to yeah. tell us about that? I play hockey at St. Kate's. It's a D3 school, but I have three other siblings. My sister played hockey D1 at the U of M, and my brothers, they they just played through high school, and one of them's now an actuary, one of them's a welder. So they didn't pursue it through college, but my sister did, and she plays. Now she just signed for the Whitecaps, the professional team. Oh shit! But I just like it's so different to play D1 and D3. There's a lot of commitments that Kate, my sister Katie, she plays. She just signed for the. Um, she signed for the Whitecaps. She played D1 at the Gophers. There's a lot of commitments that she made. 
like she missed out on a lot of things in high school and college and I just I, I really like to play hockey but I don't want to make the commitments that she made right like I'd rather like play when I like we have practice every day and I go to practice every day and I love it but she missed a lot of summers just playing yeah it's a she played on the USA the USA team it's a life choice it is yeah so it's hard and I didn't want to like commit my life to hockey because I also just wanted to live I wanted to play like live college but I also I love hockey and that's just in my family so I just wanted to play it I wanted to live it so what would be your wisdom for like finding the balance right like between like what you enjoy doing and what you should be doing yeah uh, find a happy medium where is that happy medium if you want if you're like really good you have offers and do one whatever like do whatever you can but if you don't like I didn't have any D1 offers but I D3 I play D3 same case as D3 so it's perfect for me because we go to practice every day we have hockey games every weekend but at the same time like you ha- you do have to commit yourself to hockey you can't just right. like cross it off just be like yeah I play hockey no you have to you have to commit yourself to it so it's fun to be like yeah, I play hockey, I, I commit myself to it, but at the same time, like, I still live. I'm not, like, completely, like, dedicated to hockey. Yeah, no, I still ha- want to live. You have to have that balance. Yeah. and that's, Absolutely. And that's just, like, the difference between me and my sister. Like, she really loves hockey. And that's, my dad has coached us, my whole, my dad has coached me my whole life through whenever I started through high school. Yeah. I graduated, and then obviously like he's not going to be a college coach but he has just pushed me through it all and i've i've loved that he's pushed me through it all but i don't want to like commit myself completely to hockey i just want to like i love going out with my friends on the weekends and then going to practice during the weekdays i love playing hockey but i just don't want to like katie my sister she's just she can really like dedicate herself to her friends and hockey at the same time she has to find a happy medium and it's hard for her to do it and she's told me so many times that it's just hard for her to do it so it's for me it's easy because i've i've heard her experience but yeah it's it's easy for me now between my brothers and my sisters to find a happy medium and that's why I love D3 it's just you play hockey every single day and on the weekends Friday Saturday but you have fun Saturday to Sunday so what will be your closing wisdom for us to like encapsulate it all do what you love do what you love love. but find a happy medium yeah absolutely if you you love something then but if you also want to pursue like I love hockey but I also want to have fun with my friends so yep find a happy medium and that's what I did like D3 is like you you do what you love for a week and then you have a day or two off and yeah. you do what you love yeah. it's just it's easy to just that do sounds, what you lo- yeah yeah that sounds it's perfect easy. it's easy yeah. everybody has different mm-hmm. levels of commitment amount of time they're willing to spend on yeah their hobbies and sports and it, it depends where you go yeah. though. like you you gotta, you gotta find ha- the right you gotta place. find that balance you, you have to find the right place my coach yeah. he'll he'll love that we go out every weekend yeah but he'll love that we show up every day and we want to get better yeah no it so, sounds like you found that 
perfect balance. I mean, yeah, you you gotta do your it. research. You gotta listen to yeah. other people. You gotta find your right place, and you gotta you got you gotta just find yeah, and what's, what's better for you. Yeah, you had a sister that could you could bounce some knowledge off oh, 100%. of. Oh, percent. If she yeah. if she didn't go where she did, I had no idea. Like, I would never commit myself to hockey like that. But she is like every single day. She's at the gym. Right. She's on the ice, and I just like. I was like, I can't do that, but I love playing hockey. Yeah, she's all the way in. Oh, she is every single day. Every single day, she's she's at the gym for two hours, and then she goes on the ice for the ice for two hours, and then it's just like, you. For me, that's impossible because I also want to make time for my boyfriend or like my friends. Like I just want to go out. I just want to. I want to have a good time in college. I just. Like, I know that I'm not going to go anywhere else after college. I just want to have fun. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's what that's what I'm doing. And that's Katie, my sister, she she went, she took a fifth year in college. And now she signed for the Whitecaps. Yeah. And then they took, the Whitecaps took a turn. So someone bought them out. And now it's like a whole, their contracts got slashed. Yeah. So she's just like, well, I worked so hard for nothing, and I'm just like, I don't want to waste my time going nowhere. Okay, sure. So I'll, I have a very deep question for you now. Aluminum or aluminum? Aluminum. <laughs> aluminum. I, I live with a guy. My sister dated a guy from England for a year and a half. Yeah. He was from England. His name was Harry. <laughs> Harry. That's how you know Harry. Harry. Yeah, that's how you know he's from England. But yeah, he he was the sweetest guy. But aluminium. He said, aluminium. Is he, incorrect. He put aluminium in the microwave. I go, what Harry, the what the, what did you do to our microwave? Oh, not the microwave. He goes, I put aluminium in there. I go, Harry, you can't do that. <laughs> and then he says that our backyard, we have 13 acres. He says our backyard, it's all grass. He goes, our backyard is a, a garden. Yeah, and, if yeah. you, and if you plant something in the backyard, then it's, it's a, a planted, garden. planted yeah. garden. I just learned this today as well. Yeah. No, I, he was a super sweet guy, but if the stuff he says, you were like, oh, man. what? Yeah, there's a it's lot of cultural. It's completely different, but I, I did love like living with him he was a super sweet guy and it was fun to like learn his language and yeah. all of that stuff there's so many cultural differences it's so yeah fun. it was super fun but yeah 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 well thank you very much no you're welcome thank you so much you're welcome get out of here <laughs> i hate him all right so we have another guest that joined us Wandery. wandered past us during this interview we have a What's Maria your name? Maria Johnson. Maria Johnson. That's yes. a totally legit lane. Maria, yeah. what's your claim to fame? Um, I'm a teacher. What do you do? What do you teach? Uh, special ed. Kindergarten through fifth grade. And what does that entail? Um, a lot. Such as? Um, a lot of life skills. Like learning how to eat, learning, like just stuff like that. Learning employment skills, learning all that stuff. Starting at... Uh, uh, K to five. Is what you're saying. Yes. Yep. Okay. Even like, that early, you're learning. You're teaching life skills. Life skills. Yeah. Yep. Okay. One hundred percent life skills. Yeah. So is the focus less on normal curriculum and more on like things that matter? Kind of. 
Yes, so like we give them the basics, like identifying numbers, matching, identifying letters, stuff like that, letter sounds, and then we move into more of a functional curriculum. Okay, right. So like, if you were to work at McDonald's, how do you match this order to what the person actually ordered, or how do you get this to match whatever? Okay, but you don't use McDonald's specifically, right? Not McDonald's specifically, but like that okay, was just, okay, okay. just the example. Like, yeah, just simple but functional skills functional mathematics functional yes like how do, you use a, how do you use a calculator functional conversation yes yeah do you feel like some of that is missing from normal curriculum from normal students um yes so there's a lot of like the typical curriculum that we just kind of skip over sure. because a lot of it is over my students heads um, and we're just kind of like really focusing on how will you function in society like a lot of my kids have communication devices so like if you were even at a restaurant how would you order your food like if I said what would you like to eat how how do you tell me how do you answer a question how do you answer what would you like to eat yeah you gotta read the menu and, and figure then, out like I would like to eat Yes, and X, like putting that X, together X. on a communication device or like yeah. whatever it is for that kid. Yeah. Very basic, literally functional skills. How do you function in society? Yeah, that's super cool. So, well, so what percentage of the students do you feel like are, it's a, um, I need to just learn basic things versus like, well, maybe I just like don't understand social norms. Yes, so there's like a split. So <laughs> there's a whole pyramid. Okay. So the eighty, the top eighty percent of kids are in like a typical grade level classroom, so they're learning the typical grade level skills. There's another like fifteen percent that are learning the typical skills, but with accommodations. So maybe like you can't write, so all the notes are given to you, but you're still participating at that grade level skill. And then the bottom like five percent would be in a classroom like mine where they're in my classroom all day long and they learn you know how do you communicate with people how do you eat how do you I mean some of my kids are working on super functional skills how do you use the bathroom how do you yeah. eat how do you answer a question right all that kind of stuff so what has been your insight from this like what has been interesting to like see out of this that like maybe the normal person wouldn't have understood or like gathered from it i think a lot of people struggle with the communication piece sure like it's it's a really big thing if someone can't communicate with you like verbally sure but there's a lot of other things that you can look for like there's a student in my classroom who is completely nonverbal. he's never said a word never anything but he knows rules he knows all of that stuff and like last year my desk kind of is off limits to students and they know that and he was just walking behind it and he kept making eye contact with me and like just the personality that comes through the kids i really love yeah. even if it's not a verbal like back and forth conversation like the personality that you see in the kids is still there and i just love that piece of it and i wish more people just treated them like they are capable versus yeah. they're not. No, that's so interesting how like 
even when you can't speak your personality, like a lot of times, personality is based off of like you talk to somebody and you're like, okay, I can kind of identify them as this type of person or whatever. You can make your judgments yeah. about them. Whereas like you don't even have to speak and you have a personality. It's body language. Yes. Everybody has a body language and a personality yeah. without even speaking, you know? Yeah. And like That's on a physical level, yeah. like my aunt has a physical disability, but like we'll go out to eat and people will ask me what she wants. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Ask her. I, right. I have no idea. Yeah. Maybe she wants chicken fingers. Maybe she wants a burger. Like, right. just ask her first, and like that. Treat them like a person before you just assume that they can't do something. Right. Is big for me, and that's yeah. So what would be like your your checklist if you're gonna talk to somebody and you're not quite sure if they're like picking up what you're putting down? Yeah. You maybe think that they're maybe not as like communicative as like most people. Yeah. So like, if you don't think that they have that communication level, just like start talking to them like hey i love your shirt i love the color purple you're wearing purple that's my favorite color that's like and just keep going and just keep talking and if they respond fine and if they don't just keep talking about literally anything because they understand a lot more than you think they do i mean it's all about communication verbally or non-verbally yes you're communicating i agree you're making a a connection there's a lot of different forms of communication. Yeah, and that's the biggest that thing. Just make a connection. At the end of the day, yes. make a connection. Yep, exactly. And then build from there. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. No, we love that. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. That got, got gonna, that got kind of deep for a while there. Edit. That's okay. Edit, edit, yeah. edit. Oh, no. No, we're good. We're just shortening it up. You're good. That's You're good. fine. Um, Oh, shit, what was my next question? So, oh, I had it. <laughs> Any closing thoughts? And it can be how you feel about WeFest. Well, WeFest has been a blast so far. I yeah. suggest that everyone try it at least once in their life. Because yeah, no, it's a great time. It's a great time. It it's is a great time. It's good to hear. Well, it's been a pleasure having you. Yeah, Thank nice you. It's you. been a pleasure to be here. Okay, so we are at a very large country music festival in Minnesota right now and it is a three-day party most people party get drunk get hammered and I have been led to believe that you are here sober 100% 100% sober all right how has that experience been for you uh, not great now what's your name sir Joe Joe it's like the third Joe we've met today clown town <laughs> we have met a lot of Joe's it's a popular name. So what would your takeaway from being sober at a place full of drunks? Uh, you have to have a certain level of like social ability to be able to handle it. How does that work? Yes. Why do you say and no? Uh, eventually you just get fed up with everything and you just want to go to bed. Is that a lack of caffeine? Are you tired? No, I've had three monsters today. Ah. It's not a lack of caffeine. Interesting. It's, okay. It's a lack of social ability. Okay, but are you using caffeine as an alternative to alcohol? No, because that's what I normally drink is caffeine. Not three monsters, though. That seems aggressive. That's 600 that's milligrams like 600 of caffeine. 600 milligrams, yeah. That's what keeps you alive, isn't it? It does keep the heart beating. No, I take two to 300 milligrams per day. Oh. Well, I've been trying to cut back. Are you using caffeine? Yeah. As an alternative to alcohol. No. <laughs> no? <laughs> I don't know, am I? <laughs> what are you a therapist now? 
to, to, to pivot here a little bit, what has been your takeaway being around all these uh, uh, intoxicated people? Uh, mostly it's like you just never want to get intoxicated like that again. That that Oh, interesting. You don't want to be like those people? No, you don't want to be like kids sitting on the ground at the concert puking on himself or the guy sitting in his chair puking on himself. So you feel like that's giving you a responsible use of alcohol, like a vision of how that looks? Yeah, maybe pace yourself and throw in a water and some food instead of the liquid diet. Yeah, I mean, electrolytes are good. What's your claim to fame, Joe? I don't know. What is my claim to fame? What's your story? What do I do? What do you do? I don't, I don't, what do I don't, any of us I do? honestly have no clue. I'm just here living. You work, though. Yeah. You make money. You Am I allowed drugs? to say where I work? Uh, I don't care. No, I, I signed an NDA. Top secret. Okay, what's your claim to fame, though? What are you passionate about? Yeah, what do you What do you like to do? I don't know. Ice fish. Okay, just hang out. You're passionate about ice fishing and hanging out. Yeah. What? And ripping the running boards off your vehicle. I yeah, think. cutting cutting fiberglass running boards off that I didn't realize were fiberglass and inhaling that all afternoon. That was a good one. Yeah. So but besides huffing fiberglass, you know. I wouldn't call it huffing. I'd say secondhand breathing. Okay, fair enough. So let's say uh, tomorrow you got a living wage. Somebody's just like, here's money. You have to do something. You can't sit on your ass. What would you do? I feel like running a campground would be awesome. You just yeah. mow the grass and like maintain stuff. Like a golf course, kind of? Yeah. Joe's Holes, TM, copyrighted. <laughs> Sounds like you've thought about this. Yeah. Joe's Nine Hole Golf Course. Joe's Holes? Joe's Holes. What would that feature? Well, there would be no water features. Okay. I guess then you're not a good golfer. Except for the water cannon involved. It's also a wildlife sanctuary, so there will be large predators in there that you have to avoid while golfing. Oh, That's a good interesting. one. All right. The predator is mostly just people dressed up like large animals because we can't afford a real like bear or something. <laughs> so like China. Yeah. No, that okay. That's an actual bear. I heard that's that a was type like, of bear. I thought it was like a person uh, in a suit. No, I watched a video on TikTok last night. Oh, While so I was sleeping in the back of my Tahoe. How old are you, Joe? 26. Ah. Most of my time is taken up by TikTok. Is that millennial or zillennial? When were you born? 97. I'm one of those in-between guys. <sighs> yeah, fair enough. Depending on your actions, we can claim you as a millennial. Okay. But the TikTok define, isn't helping your case. Define what parameters there are You're here. You're kind of pushing... Okay, I, I watch TikTok like Gen Z does, but I don't make the videos on it because I, one, don't know how to, and two, don't care. And three, maybe have self-respect. I think there's right. another Joe over here. Yeah. That is making he is TikToks Gen Z. nonstop. He, you, he's making TikToks now? And I don't follow him? Are you talking about me right now? Yes. <laughs> no. You're not making TikToks? I, I don't make TikToks. No. Okay, well... All right, so maybe a, you're a millennial. I, we don't know yet. To pivot here, I got a very deep question for you. Yes. Uh, given that you are in between two generations, I need to know: Are traps gay? Are what? Traps. What's a, what's a trap? Oh man, you're supposed to be Gen Z. I don't. I don't get it. Chicks with dicks. Do you dig it? Yeah. Oh, chicks with dicks? Yes. 
No. You're down with it. Is it wait or is, no? Wait. What was the question? Are they gay? Uh, yeah, probably. I feel like anything with a dick involved in it is probably gay. Mm. But it started off as a chick. Wait. So it's a woman that converted to a dude? Yes. And her type is specifically gay dudes. Okay, so you're telling me it's a woman that wants to be a dude that is attracted to gay men. Yeah. He's Uh, thinking hard. We may have broken. I guess that is gay. Dead air. Cheers. Woo. So, I I mean, does it come down to chromosomes or features? Uh, It's got to be features, right? For what? Well, is it like XXXY, like that's straight, or is it like, what are the features, or is it both? Let's go both. You go both? Okay. I mean... I yeah. think I think people can do whatever they want. I'm not going to get caught up in all that you alphabet crap. You don't get canceled crap. on this podcast, huh? I, I would <laughs> prefer not to get canceled, although I have no internet voice to begin with, so We're they can try to cancel We're looking for very me. specific political views... To cancel you. Who's gonna cancel me? Who? I don't know. If yeah. anything, There's it would uncancel me because more people. Well, Hashtag. It's not even Twitter anymore. It's X. It doesn't matter. There's just people to cancel. Besides, Elon Musk made it impossible to be canceled. Yeah. What do you think about that? Twitter to be X. I don't care. I don't use it for anything except for like news. I, un- I unfollowed everyone except for. Okay. News. Is it better or worse since uh, Elon took over, in your opinion? Oh, better. 100% better. I can actually see stuff come across my timeline that I care about. So you feel like the, the ads and the spam are down? Yeah. And I think anyone who says otherwise it just hates Elon Musk, and that's their only opinion of him. Fair enough. Okay. I mean, how can you shell out a company of, like, you have 15% of the workforce it used to have, and... It continues to operate as normal. Sounds like it was just a bunch of crap to begin with. Well, it's kind of interesting because, like, I think the theory behind that was that they converted back to startup mode to, like, run lean. Which makes sense. Cut all your bloat. Just, like, go for it. But allows you to get shit done quickly and iterate over new stuff. But it sounds like here we have a viewer who thinks that the changes are good. Kind of sounds like it. Yeah. It really isn't that different. It's an opinion. I do disagree with the whole uh, you can only see 600 tweets per day unless you pay. That just seems kind of stupid. Do you see more than 600 tweets a day? No, because I follow maybe 50 people, most of which are like news accounts. I'm not in the tweeter. I probably open it once a week and I can scroll through all the tweets in about 20 minutes. Well, there you go. You heard it here. So, takes on Twitter. Back to our original question here you're completely sober yes at a ginormous country music festival yes and i have been here before under the influence yeah so throughout the day today i don't we had mimosas for brunch we had beer darts going on we had shots left and right i mean yeah water gatorade you didn't partake monster and and na beers so what do you do? What's, how does it feel to you when people are having shots and you're? Well, at first it was really weird, but now it's just it's just kind of normal. Yeah. So, like, obviously there's there's always that, like, back of your mind, like, oh, it'd be so much more fun if 
I had a beer right now. But would it? I mean, it probably would be. It's a social lubricant. You guys have said that on this podcast before. <laughs> yes. You sound like a listener. Yes, but it would be more fun if, well, you could say if you have the gene where alcohol is a stimulant. And I think we know I do. You probably do, yes. No, 100% Chad tested me in Japan. Preliminary uh, results to suggest he does. Yeah. So it would be more fun, but at the same time, you're the only person tomorrow that's going to wake up feeling perfectly fine. I wouldn't say perfectly fine. I'm sleeping in the back of my Tahoe with a window air conditioner in the passenger window. At least you have an air conditioner. And my air mattress deflated because it has a giant hole somewhere. I'm not perfectly fine, but I'm probably better than 90% of the people here. Yeah, like everybody else will be hungover. You're going to wake up, you're going to feel fine. It is nice waking up and not just hating myself until I chug a beer. Especially after like say two, three, four days straight of drinking alcohol. Oh yeah. And waking up and it's just, you wake up, it's a compounding hangover. That that last night before, like the Saturday night of WeFest, I've come back from the concert and just gone to bed and woken up. And like, I can't do that anymore. I mean, I sobered up at the concert last night. I mean, I had a few drinks throughout the day. We had brunch, we had drinks, we had drinks throughout the day, went to the concert, completely sobered up at the concert. Not that I was drunk going into it, but like I felt the little bells going into it. Got to the concert bowl, waited one hour <laughs> for drinks, just to get a drink, sobered up completely, and then just had a couple of drinks, and then I felt like that was a very good maintaining buzz. Yeah, you also had to wait for Yeah, the beer How long line. was it? Hour, hour and a half? Over an hour. Yeah. For a beer. And all I wanted was a Red Bull. Yeah. Just to get me through the concert. And then the line that I happened to be in did not have a Red Bull, but the other line did. Round two did. Yeah. Honest? I know, insane. I mean, it's like they don't want to make money over there in the concert bowl. They don't have enough alcohol distributors. Honestly, I think doing this sober was like a good step to like see just like oh can i do this yeah and i can yeah but at the same time like next year hopefully okay but to learn from that you have to go into when you do start drinking again you have to go into can you maintain a good buzz or are you just going to go zero to 100 i think a lot of it has to do with just sheer willpower yeah like You have to make it happen. Otherwise, you can sit there and absolutely slam a beer in 10 minutes. If you're playing beer darts, I could have 17 beers straight right now. I could have shots. I got a bottle right here. I could have shots nonstop. And I feel like most of the people here, they don't even come for the concerts. They just come for the drinking. Yeah. I've seen people pass out every day at like 2 p.m. and not wake up till 10 a.m. the next morning. Even our own group here, we have a few individuals that. A few? can we name drop went way too hard way too hard in the morning and then they didn't even make it to the concert last night they were asleep back at the campground can't feel bad for them though yeah we aren't the u.s marines we leave men behind (laughs) oh my god yeah they made that choice i mean the perfect situation is to get a buzz maintain that perfect buzz all night long don't go above don't go too far down Going down is okay, but don't go too far above that buzz. That's it. And for a lot of people, though, that they can't maintain that because they don't know how to, and it's hard. I mean, I have the, quotes, co- cocaine gene. 
where alcohol gives me it's a stimulant it gives me energy and I don't know I figured out a, a balance kind of probably it could be too far past that point of balancing but I get a little bit drunk then just kind of maintain that I definitely have the gene and I definitely the last time I puked was I don't know years ago blacked out years ago All I right, found Joe. some balance to this alright Joe let's bring this one home what sort of wisdom do you have for our audience? Probably mix in a water every now and then. Mix in a water. Yeah. I think for the, the four drink think tank group, that's probably not a bad idea. Yeah, cadence. It's a high level thing. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, good sir. Yeah. You have a good one. You want to close out our podcast for us? How do I do that? All right. So for today's outro, we have a guest outro from our last guest. That's it for today's episode of Four Drink Think Tank. We hope you enjoyed the intellectual insanity and drunken brilliance of our discussions. Remember, the only thing better than a good idea is a good idea with a little booze in it. If you have any bizarre ideas, crackpot theories, or just want to say hi, you can reach us on social media using the hashtag Four Drink Think Tank. And who knows, your crazy idea might just be the next big thing. So until next time, keep thinking us. Keep thinking outside the box and drinking inside the glass. Cheers and stay curious. Bye. Bye. Cheers.